listening to Let's Talk Entertainment, where entertainment comes together. Here's your host, Isaac Amons. Welcome back to this week's episode, everybody. I'm your host, Isaac Amons. we got a great episode for you guys. John Badger of Mercury Theater Podcast joins the show. So let's dive right on in. John Badger is our guest this week. John, thank you so much for joining us. It is my absolute pleasure, Isaac. How's it going, man? Good. I'm doing well. Hope you're doing doing well as well. I am. Good. Uh, so you are the producer for Mercury Theater Podcast. Yes, it's so much easier to say producer <laughs> than it is to list off all the different hats that I wear. Right, right. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite an extensive list for sure. Right. So talk us through Mercury Theater. Like, tell us a little bit about it. So starting off with the name, Mercury Theater was actually the name of, like, you might have heard old time radio programs, maybe, but there was one that was Mercury Theater on air, and that was done by Orson Welles. So that was back in like the 20s or the 40s, and I was... I was going through all of the different ideas and I realized that I could just kind of kind of borrow that name, but as an homage to to Orson Welles and his product. And now we have access to a bunch more sound effects than they did back in the day, because I don't know if you're familiar, but the uh, the Foley artistry, the the sound effects that they made back in the day, it was done in real time. Right. So like thunder was made using a sheet of metal and you can like shake it and then it has a <laughs> right so then i have uh i have access to the internet which the internet has some very fantastic sound effects and you can make something sound far more realistic and mercury theater podcast is what i produce and it's a it's an audio drama so i i actually write the scripts they're all original and then i cast them i get the the uh, the voice actors go and I direct them and then we get into the uh, the post production which is the longest process of the uh, the whole whole uh, creativity session but yeah it's a it's very very in depth and I if I had known how much there was to it going into it I I would have probably never done it because it's just <laughs> so involved but it is also incredibly rewarding to be able to listen to it from the beginning to the end and have this, this finished product. It just, it means everything. It's it's amazing. Yeah, totally. I can feel you on that one. Even from just starting my own podcast. uh, It's super rewarding, a lot of work, a lot of time and a lot of effort, but it's so rewarding just to finally hear the finished product and just say that I created that I had part in doing that. It's just some, it's, one of the best feelings you could have uh so what what brought you i know we talked you said you started doing it what what was that driving what made you want to start doing that so old time radio programs i actually didn't even know that audio dramas were current were currently a thing until just a couple of years ago and I would I had already decided that I wanted to make this and kind of revive the audio drama that was back in the olden days but you know you listen to the the radio you're listening to music where you can watch tv and 
you can only listen to so much music before you kind of get bored of it and, and personal experience speaking but with tv you have to be actually present you have to be in front of a screen in order for you to watch it otherwise you're missing elements like you're, you're missing the action that's that's happening while people are being quiet and i decided that i wanted to make make this and when covid hit and i found myself like changing jobs and in that process i found um i found the ability to make audio dramas and then i i started doing that and now we have been making we've made now 13 audio drama episodes and for the first season it was 12 and then we've just started with season one or season two rather yeah that's exciting that's lots of stuff happening uh i i can go with the covid thing like that's what this whole podcast derived from was i was out of work for six weeks um didn't feel like sitting around the house did a guest feature on a podcast and figured i could do this as well so figured might as well jump jump in with it so yeah i feel you there yeah people say that if you if you really want to know how a couple guys really think then you just put a microphone in between the two of them and then say it's a podcast (laughs) yeah yeah for sure so what about jumping into making a podcast and doing the audio dramas what what do you think you discovered um something that you didn't know like what what was more surprising for you all of the things that i went into this knowing that I was going to hate, like the post-production and the writing, those are now the things that I am most passionate about. I actually got into this with the anticipation of becoming a voice actor, and I took voiceover lessons from a really, really big guy in the field, and I realized that when I went into this, I was like, well, I'll give it my voice acting a, uh, an opportunity to to get out into the world and then I've realized that myself I, I've become less and less involved with my own podcast in the voice acting part of it and I've just written everybody else into it and then I've cast all the parts and filled that out so as the the seasons have progressed I've become less and less I think I think this is the first episode, this most recent one that I have actually not even been in at all, but otherwise it was just like a really small piece, like kind of like a Stan Lee in the, in, in uh, all of Marvel. But now I've, I've decided <laughs> that I, you know, I can take a step back and let other people do that. And it's just, it's so rewarding knowing that all of the stuff, like, the writing and the post-production, like I said, the two parts that I wanted the least is the stuff that I'm most passionate about. Yeah, I think every uh, audio producer and podcast producer really, really, really hates that post-production, <laughs> <laughs> all that work. And it's like the worst possible yeah. thing, but most necessary and most like satisfying um, just I think we all it is incredibly involved and you know I know that once we once we finish our conversation here that's just the beginning for for the uh, the podcast 
And when you put into audio drama, so a lot of people I've talked to who are in the podcasting world, they're accustomed to having a script in front of them or kind of like bullet points and they'll just follow the bullet points and then they'll get to, they'll find themselves using filler words like um and ah uh, and, you know, all of all of these different words, right? And then they'll they'll have to kind of put them be- themselves back on, on track. But with audio drama, I don't have that problem because everything is exactly scripted. But at the same time, when it goes into post-production, now all of these, anything that doesn't fall in the script, I have to take out. And if, you know, depending on how big of an audio drama episode it is, I might have eight voice actors on at the same time. So I'll have to take out all the audio for all eight people at the same time so that I can kind of put it back in in together. So, and then I get to add in the sound effects and the and the music and everything. So it it actually is once the the full production is done, it's kind of like an audio movie as I like to describe it. And but it requires so much because all you're missing is that visual element, right? But you know, every minute I've had I've had episodes where I'll spend over 120 hours in post production. So, it's it is it is very involved. That's, that's a long that's time. Why there's only one that comes out a month. That's a, there's a reason for that. So through uh, Mercury Theater, uh, what do you feel like was like two or three of your biggest accomplishments this past year since we're nearing the end of the year? Oh, uh, man. I've, so because uh, <laughs> I want to I want to say like I've just started season two. Right. But if I'm if I'm starting at January 1st, as opposed to like the last 12 months, of of actual production um i don't know so in the audio drama world there are very few names that are that stand out and it's because it's a very small field right now and it's in the process of exploding and i kind of accidentally jumped into it at the perfect perfect moment but there's a there's a uh, an audio drama called we're alive and there's an audio drama called Wolf 359. And there's an audio drama called, there are a bunch of other audio dramas, right? And, but like, we're alive. The, those, that has over a quarter billion downloads. And it's a really big number. It's not mine, but I did have the opportunity of, of contacting the producer of that show, Casey Wayland. And he actually wrote, he literally wrote the book on audio drama, which is called uh, Bombs Always Beep. I'm like his biggest advocate for that book. Um, but he, uh, he actually was willing to have an interview with me. So if you went back into the Mercury Theater podcast, uh, like season one, you'd be able to listen to my 
my conversation with Casey Wayland and my conversation with Gabrielle Urbina, who made three, uh, Wolf 359 and a bunch of other podcasts that are really big. I don't know if you're into D&D, but there's a, a podcast that is audio dramatized for D&D. Actually, so the guy, I'm trying to remember his name right offhand, but uh, you you would probably know, the, know his name. In Jurassic Park, he's the the guy, the actor who, who, uh, who always says, uh, <laughs> trying to think of his name. Anyway, um, he's, he's actually, he's in all of the, he's in a bunch of commercials nowadays. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he's, he is in this, in a podcast called Dark Dice. And I had an opportunity to talk to Dra- uh, Travis Vengroff, who, who is the producer of or co-producer of that show. And my connections that I've made have been really huge. Anyway, so to boil it down to answer your question. So one is I've made all these connections with really, really big audio drama producers. And then you said two, right? You asked me for two. Two or three. Maybe. Oh, yeah, okay. sure. Two. Two is fine. <laughs> um so I have, I've, I've been really honing in the skills of audio production and it starts off really rough if, in the first season, but the difference between episode one and episode three was vastly different in, in a good progression from one to three. And then the difference between three and nine was a really big difference too. And you can see that progression and not only the audio production, but also the the scripting and everything. It's like, I'm really starting to hone this craft. And this is, this is actually made with the intention of getting my, getting my skills in order because I'm actually starting another series that's coming up next, next year. But this one being an uh, anthology and that you can listen to every single episode just individually without having to have listened to previous episodes. But with the series that I'm going to be starting next year, that's one that you'll listen from episode one to the to the end of it, hopefully, if, if people like it. Yeah, for sure. It's great. I love the, the sequentialness of stuff that people do when they put it out in orders. Um, it just leaves you one more. So, yeah, it definitely has its benefits and being able to have a story that starts off with, with episode one to follow through and you have all these characters and you can see that character arc. Whereas right now with the anthology, every episode is like a 30 minute episode and you have, you know, however many characters and you watch whatever arc that I can put into there, but it's, I, I would say that the ADD people would listen to the uh, to the in Mercury Theater podcast more so than listening to the the series, but that's that's just uh, my understanding of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so talking Mercury Theater, talking about the podcast. What do you? What is one thing you're looking forward to um, in the future? Like, what are some of your main goals that you've already set, or will set, or hoping to set in the future? So I like to think of Mercury Theater Podcast as kind of a 
kind of like SNL, but for audio drama in that SNL, you can listen to, or you can, you can watch that. And three years later, somebody who's really big in SNL is now really like a, like first name actor on a bunch of movies. Right. So like Will Ferrell and you have all of these other actors just that are really big names. And then you realize they actually started off at, in SNL. And I'm kind of hoping to have that kind of a, a thing with Mercury Theater Podcast in that I want to be able to give my, my voice actors an opportunity to get their voice out into the world and then have other people pick up on, on their voice actors and contact me and say, hey, I want to get in contact with so-and-so and then be able to, uh, to make it so that they're, they get their, their voices out there in other podcasts, not just mine. For sure. I think that's a huge deal with um, just the sense of community and as a whole, uh, just that branching off for different people. And yeah, it's same thing here with podcasting. Um, the way I do my show, I talk to like three different people and listen to their songs and or listen to their episodes not songs i don't know where that came from or, <laughs> or it's a creativity show right it's mine. <laughs> so they'll be talking about like this guest that they had and you can just send them a message and be like hey can you put me in a, is there a way i can contact such and such i really enjoyed their interview with you could could we get them on my show so the sense of the collaboration is just amazing um so yeah that's exciting yeah uh how do you feel the audio drama world has changed over this past say two years due to COVID. So I have very limited experience actually with audio drama, except for, for my own, obviously, but the, when I first started the audio drama, I had a bunch of people who were ready to jump on because I actually do all of my, I have all of my voice actors and they're all, they're literally all over the world. I mean, we have one who's in Malaysia, a couple in Australia, we've had uh, one in the UK, we have one, like, they're just all over the world, right? And when I first started this, everybody wanted to jump on board and get, and they were really excited to get with, with the show, even though I didn't have that, I didn't have the the history, the backlog for people to listen to. And then once I think that with COVID specifically, everybody got on Zoom calls and they got so tired of being on Zoom all day. They didn't want to log back on yet again and do another record. So I've realized who it is who was from the cast early on and realizing who it is who's wanting to to keep on going despite the fact that it's on i mean technically we're doing it on discord but you know it's still the same thing you're on video chat and that's that's how that works so but yeah that's a i i'd say that that people's excitement over going into into voiceover because when it first started i was one of you know millions of people who wanted to get into this and i feel like that's dwindled since the last i'd probably say the last year and people going to school on zoom yeah uh so you said you use discord to record uh your your actors 
how how do you feel like that is different from Zoom? I know I've been using Zoom this entire time, and I've I've thought about going to Discord, but I haven't really figured it out much yet. So how do you feel like that is for you personally? So I love it because I'm able to get all of my voice actors all in the same like uh, room as it were, and be able to have that that theatrical performance because I don't want people making a record and then having another person make the record and try to mesh that and make it sound like it's like a conversation. So now with Discord, I'm able to do that. But with Zoom, I think it's after a certain point, you like you have paid, yeah, I think paid it's parts of it. About 30 and, minutes is for two people and then oh, oh yeah above it's, that it's like 45 minutes and then then after 45 minutes then you pay for it or something like that but with discord it also gives you an opportunity to can to have a continuous chat with your people so i can post something this morning and then have somebody respond to it tonight and have have that that going on it also builds this camaraderie so it's not just going through the the zoom call while it's in progress Right. That's super, super useful. So I will keep that in mind. Thank you for that insight. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so what do you use to write your scripts? Where do you come up with the ideas for different, uh, say, episodes, if you will? Uh, this is, uh, so I have the anthology, right? So this one, Mercury Theater Podcast, gives me an opportunity to literally come up with the plot of an episode in a single sentence and then i will expound on that sentence and decide how it is that i want to to go from there there's sometimes when i'll start off with a sentence and then at the end of it all it the episode reflects nothing of that first sentence but it's that first sentence that really jump-started it and then i'll start it from the uh, from the beginning to i'll i'll write it out and then some episodes will be done in the matter of like maybe two days, two afternoons. And then some episodes will take two months to write, depending on on what it is. I, I want to make sure that I'm I'm putting out content that I'm passionate about. And oftentimes it's my better episodes are the ones that are written really quickly. But I'll be at work and then I'll say I'll see something or I'll think of something. I'll listen to an episode of another podcast. Um, mo more often than not, uh, nonfiction, and then I'll I'll realize, hey, there's a really good idea for an episode, and then I'll just make it make it a thing. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Great, great sense of um using everything around you. I know that's super big for me. Um, using finding different artists and uh guests to be on the show, so that's great. Um, where was I going? Right. So, uh, through your post-production, we'll go back to this, uh, through post-production, what do you feel like is the most important thing to, um, either edit or take out or replace? When I've written my scripts, I can hear, like, I can kind of like mentally listen to the, to the episode and I've written in sound effects and so that I can I can build a build a scene, right? Because a lot of the story is actually going to be done in in sound effects. So 
if somebody just listened to the to the dialogue without any of the sound effects, sometimes they're going to get lost. But I try to make make sure that there are crickets in the background if it's nighttime, or I try to make sure that there's there are waves when it's next to an ocean. You know, all of these different things. And in the script, I have the sound effects written into it. So I try to make sure that when I'm listening to the ep- when I'm listening to the episode uh, when I first start in post production. I just get those sound effects that fit those scenes and I'll build those scenes and then I'll, I can expand on those and then add more of the sound effects because otherwise you're the, the listener could easily get lost in an episode with, without that. Yeah. I can see uh, like that, how you uh, uh, incorporate that. I can totally tell using sound effects for different areas of the, like, bring that mentally that makes sense uh so for people that may have listened to mercury theater podcast or or just trying to get into audio drama what do you have any advice that you would give them Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i will uh don't let the fact that it takes 120 hours to get an episode done discourage you. I actually did the most recent episode that came out to Wrongs Make a Right. I I went in post-production for that, and I was only in post-production for three, like a weekend. And that's after having done 12 other episodes. So I had all that that there. So don't let the 120 hours discourage you. Because eventually you're going to start picking it up and realize it's a whole lot easier once you once you build your order of operations. Yeah, for sure. I know it can be overwhelming even just making a 30-minute episode. Uh, so, yeah, I totally feel you there. Uh, do you have anything big planned coming up for the show or anything you want to disclose? So for the for this one, no, I don't have like Mercury Theater Podcast is going to continue on. And I do have Universe 25, which is going to be a lot of fun. That one's a it's a series that's going to be completely outside of Mercury Theater Podcast, but still done by the same people like myself, obviously. And that's it was originally intended to be a single episode, but I realized there were too many elements that were going to be involved with it. I had to build the the landscape. I had to build all of these different things that you don't think about as the listener, but I have to be able to build a world so that the listener isn't going to be confused jumping out, out the gate. So that that's a lot of fun. So um, Universe 25, but uh, season two is still in, in progress and it will be for the next foreseeable future we took a like a four-month hiatus over the last uh last few months and then now we're we're back into it obviously but that's because it gave me opportunity to write universe 25 and to do a lot of other stuff organize and, and everything yeah that's exciting exciting time it is we're super excited really exci- i i I've never been so passionate about anything so consistently. And as it progresses, I get even more excited about it. And this is something that I I never thought possible. I saw people get excited about food. I was in the culinary industry for uh, 10 years. 
And then I saw people get really excited about food. And I'm like, where, where are you getting this passion from? And then I started doing this and I'm realizing they were really passionate about food. That just wasn't mine. Right. And then I found my podcasting and I'm really hoping that everybody finds their their podcasting, even if it's not podcasting, but find something that they're really passionate about because life is life is really short and it becomes incredibly monotonous if you're just doing the same thing over and over again. And if you find something like it's something creative, something, something that makes you really happy. If it's fishing, go fishing. If it's, you know, podcasting, go podcast. Right. Yeah. So I totally agree with that. Uh, I never knew how fun making this uh, show would be um, until three episodes. in. I was like, this is great. Uh, <laughs> so you were getting ready to wrap up season two, I think. Uh, is what I have planned here in a couple weeks. So we will be checking out Mercury Theater Podcast. Super excited to go check that out. Make sure all our listeners be sure to go check him out. John, thank you so much for coming on the show this week. Isaac, it's been an absolute honor to be hanging out with you today. We'll be sure to go check out your podcast and we'll put links in show notes so people can find you easily there. Um, We'll also be posting on all our socials thanks to john badger for coming on the show this week what a great interview what a great episode hopefully you guys will go check out mercury theater podcast it's a great show you will not be disappointed we're going to take two weeks off for christmas break and we're going to come back with our 2021 year in review it's going to be a great episode you will not want to miss it we're going to be having guests in seasons one and two we're going to steal an idea from our good friend Nolan Gunther, and we're doing LTE Radio. We're bringing back music from all our artists, guests, and just guests in general. We're going to look back on some good times we've had, great interviews. So you're not going to want to miss this. LTE Radio is hitting your airwaves hard. You're not going to want to miss it. So we'll see you guys for that one. But until then, keep rocking. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.